Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Shatner Breed Podcast, episode 14. I am Sean, and as always, I wholeheartedly want to thank you for being here. This week's episode is Sonder and Change, and we'll be discussing the way some of us react to change. It's easier for some than others. As well as touching on the subject of Sonderness, which is the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as yours. Something I just find fascinating. I'll be honest with you guys, though, a big piece of this episode will be sharing its time with something else I'd like to talk about before getting into the main two topics. I'd like to apologize once again for the switch-up in episodes. Last week was just a heavy week, and if if something places itself on my heart, I'll follow it and present it. I love structure and schedule, but it felt right, so I do thank you for bearing with me. Since you were so wonderful to listen to me, if you did in fact listen last week, well, two weeks ago, I feel I should also be able to update you guys. We told everybody we needed to tell. I also made a post about it on my personal Facebook. The people I was talking about were my parents. My father had a heart valve replacement surgery, which was very successful, thank God. He's doing well too. His recovery was going very well up until a point which I'll touch on in a bit. My mom, however, has found herself going through something as well, and unfortunately, it was what we feared. To give you some backstory, now that it's out, my mom has been dealing with some throat issues for about four or five months. Started off as her clearing her throat more often, which we both were doing for a while. Whatever the re- whatever the reason may be. For some reason, my mom kept having the issue and it started to form into a soreness and a swelling. When it started to form into something concerning and wasn't going away, we started to try and see what's going on. So she was put on antibiotics. After they weren't helping, she was put on stronger antibiotics. Still, nothing was working. It did, it did seem to help her with some pain improvement, however, only temporary. She eventually gets sent to do an ultrasound of her thyroid. Ultrasound came back good. With all that having been done, she was sent to an ears, nose, and throat doctor. He did an office, an office examination and had ordered a CT scan on the area to check on a growth he suspected to have seen. The CT scan came back confirming there was some sort of growth in her throat. So he then ordered a microbiopsy to be done, to which it was done the day before. The day before I recorded last last episode. After her biopsy, the doctor came out to talk to my sister and I and told us that since he was able to get a better look at it, it was very suspicious looking. But he wasn't able to diagnose it to diagnose it officially. On February 21st, we get the call for the results. We were told that whatever it is, it did come back showing cancer. I couldn't even say the word last week. As I mentioned during it, it showed me I haven't truly healed from my past because I couldn't even say it. Maybe it's because I was afraid to speak it into existence. I don't know really. I avoided saying it, but it still happened. 
I think mainly it was because I never wanted to see her on that side of things. I don't like being a patient going through things like this, but I never wanted to see her going through it. She doesn't deserve it. She deserves so much good. She doesn't deserve this at all. So it has been a hard realization to deal with. She's strong though. She was a rock through me. She she was a rock for me through my bouts with cancer and I'm going to be a rock for her. I've already been showing her the ropes, so to speak, with her doctors and everything, understanding processes and all that. If nothing else, I want what I've gone through to be able to be used to help others. I just hate that I have to use it for my mom, but she's going to get through this and come out strong. The days leading up to finding out the results, I prayed a lot, obviously so, but I prayed for God to comfort and strengthen us to deal with whatever news we get. When we were finally told the results, there was an unexpected calmness amongst the initial heartbreak. That was an answered prayer. That was God telling me he's not only listening, but his hand is over us all. Especially my mom right now. It's things like that that remind me of what my fears and worries try to make me forget. Speaking of, something I'd like to share with you guys is a testimonial of sorts. I've been trying to be more active with promoting my designs for my shop. One of the avenues that I've been working on is through somebody I know with a Flickr account with almost 2,000 followers. So far I've had my last two designs, let them know, and Clocking Addiction posted there. Nobody has really interacted except for one person. The interesting thing is the designs they reacted to were neither of those. They reacted to four older ones. They reacted to lighting in, lightning in the trees, where it says they ask how I believe in somebody I can't see as if I can't see lightning forming the shape of trees. Faith, where it says, through faith I prosper. Survivor, which is my cancer survivor design that says, I'm a survivor by the grace of God. And in Jesus' name, which says, in the name of Jesus, I will not be defeated. The interesting thing about this is, after they got posted, I watched them for, I watched them like a hawk. No reactions, no faves. It did get some more views, but it didn't grab anybody enough to interact, so I just stopped looking. I was getting discouraged, so I didn't want to keep torturing myself. A few days passed by. During these few days is when we were waiting for the results and all that. When we got the results, the day after we get the results, I'm sitting at my desk and I decided to check to see if my last two designs at least got an interaction or two. They didn't. However, out of nowhere, those four did. I could have seen it before we got the results because by the time I saw it, it had been two days. However, I didn't see this four highlighter until after we got the results. I pay attention to things like that because I feel like they have meaning. I feel we're given signs and it's important to notice them and try to pay attention to them. 
I said last week how I have this burning fire inside me that burns through all the doubts and fear. Something that reassures me that things will be okay and it's still burning. I truly believe things will be okay. I just know until it is, when we get it taken care of and gone from her body, it's going to be stressful and worrisome. We're human. We're not perfect even if we're faithful. When we love, we care. And when we care and something's going on, we worry. However, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I help make the process as comfortable or as comforting as possible until the day comes when she's told the cancer is gone and this chapter will be behind us. That day will come and we're going to celebrate and I can't express how much I'm looking forward to that. There are no words. We've gotten the process started. Since it's head and neck, she'll have to have a mask for her radiotherapy. She's got fitted for that already. She's going to have to do chemo as well, unfortunately. But she'll be going through my oncologist. We could have went with somebody at the same center as her radiotherapy, but because we know him, we trust him, and he's an amazing doctor, of course, we went with him, and we all feel better knowing he'll be handling her during this time. So, as of right now, that's where we're at, and the ball is rolling at least. Then we hit another rough patch. That's made the current state of things rough. Well, even rougher, I should say. The day after we met with the radiologist, and was told of the treatment plan, and what it is, the risk, the reward, and all that, the very next morning, my father ended up having a TIA, a mini stroke. So my mom, my sister, and myself were at the hospital for a few hours. My dad ended up being admitted overnight. Thank God he's recovering well. He'll have to do some therapies and be checked up on every few days by a nurse for vital and concerns and all that, but all things considered, he's improving a lot. So thankfully, that wasn't worse. Then, I want to say two days later, no, it might have been more than that. The days are blending together so bad for me. Um, but anyway, a couple days pass, and then he ends up having, I don't know if it was another one or an extension from the first one, but he ended up in the hospital again, which he was there for about three days. I won't go into um, what they believe caused that um, specifically. However, he was given some bad instruction. And so his recovery relapsed. He ended up back in the hospital. Um, he did come home, though. He is home now. And he's still, besides that, hiccup and relapse he is still doing very well he, his recovery is it it's just it could be so much worse he is he's talking he's walking with a, with a walker now but every day he his grips getting better his ability to lift his arms getting better like his improvement you know when you think of stroke we all think of the same thing, 
you know, we think of the worst. But just the way he's recovering, the way he's bouncing back is incredible to me. So I'm so thankful for that. It's going to take months for him to get back to where he's feeling himself. I mean, you know, he he he's at the point right now where he, he you know, he's just hoping it, he doesn't, you know, we don't know for set, for sure. We don't. We don't know anything that's going to happen in the future for sure, no matter what it is. But the way he's improving, the way, the, the way his strength is coming back, the way things are unfolding, I truly do feel like he's going to be better than he realizes by the end of summer. It's not guaranteed, obviously. It, it all depends on factors from here to now. I feel like, though, that he's going to be better than he realizes. To what extent, if he's completely back to normal, nobody knows. I do feel as if, though, whatever he thinks his limit might be, I feel like he's going to pass that limit. And I certainly hope that's the case. So, that's an update. For any of you who were here last week, invested and cared about what was going on, I would strongly appreciate any and all prayers, well wishes, positive thoughts, and kind vibes you'd be willing to give on behalf of my mom and my dad. They're strong people, incredible people, and those, and they don't deserve what's going on right now, and so I would truly appreciate that. I also appreciate you allowing me to take some time out of this episode to address it. Don't be surprised if I put more through the episode. This one's definitely being shared with the subject. So, the moment that initially triggered this episode's conception of Sonder and Change is random. That can be said about a lot of things I say though. Random is one of my key characteristics. I was watching TV while listening to it and I saw something alluding to the idea of Steve Harvey leaving Family Feud. I think it was in reference to his, his new judge show he's doing which I tried looking it up and there's nothing confirming he's leaving Family Feud so I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to continue to be the host amongst everything else he's going on. The man is a workhorse so I can easily see him doing it all. Just the idea of him leaving though made me sad. I certainly don't know Steve Harvey solely from Family Feud but I'd be lying if I said due to his long status of being the host when I think of Harvey I think of Family Feud, and vice versa. So the thought of him being one, not being one, Family words. So the thought of him not being the host of Feud anymore upset me. Nothing serious or anything. So because I'm me, I decided to take this minor moment to analyze why it's so upsetting. The best opportunities we have to tackle our reactions and understand them better is when we're given the chance to notice them in small moments. 
It's a lot easier to analyze when it's not a deep issue. When it comes down to is it's just my problem with change. I don't do super well with it. I'm not incapable or opposed to change, however, I believe due in part to my anxiety when I'm faced with sudden drastic change, I can feel a bit overwhelmed or intimidated by it. In this case, in the case of Steve leaving the feud, it's simply a matter of I like it. I like watching it. I don't watch it every day. It's not something I look out for. It's just something if I see it on, I'll watch it. If I watch it, I want Steve there because at this point, that's just what I'm used to seeing. So I enjoy seeing. Now there will be people who feel the same way as I do with this, but they will get mad. My upset isn't anger. My upset is just like, oh, I'm going to miss him there. Some people that will get angry and call him names and say things as ridiculous as he sold out or he shouldn't leave a place that's employed him for so long. These little phrases and excuses they like to pull out of their ass in order to keep some familiarity. This is where it dawned on me to speak about Saunderness as well. Let's look at what it is at complete face value. Let's look at what it is that complete face value. Steve leaving the feud being the example. Imagine, imagine getting mad at somebody because they're doing something they want to do. That's it. That's exactly what it is. Now I want to say again, I don't know if he's even really leaving. I've seen nothing confirming him leaving whatsoever. However, if he did leave, and he did so because he felt that's what he wanted to do, or what he should do, the idea of people getting angry at that is crazy. Steve's not a random passerby, but he is his own person. Getting mad at somebody making a decision that will affect their entire life in what should be a positive way, but it's going to cost you your own personal inconvenience of of familiarity on television for an hour, a half hour, and sometimes people will feel as if it, as if that cost is too high. Now, if you're somebody who can be engulfed in your emotions easily or get triggered by change, even as small as this, that's perfectly fine. I'm not focusing on those who may get mad at what some may see as minuscule. I'm focusing on those who will take those feelings and instead of working through them and understanding them, they project them outward towards the world and just pollutes the air either in person or over the international net station just bleeding their negative feelings and making them manifest instead of resolving them. I totally get that. For some people, change can be hard. I'm one of those people. I'm a creature of habit sometimes to my own detriment. So when something gets thrown off kilter, especially if it's something sudden, then I will be affected by it drastically and will have to work on getting through it. If I don't work through it, I'll project my conflict onto others, on the environment I'm in. 
especially if you have a history of anger issues. That's a recipe for disaster and exactly the reason we have it. We have those Kyle memes out there where there's a hole in the drywall and some somebody just captions the photo with Kyle lives here. Things like that. To a lot of people, not just people named Kyle, happen because our emotions and mental containment have gotten to the boiling point where if unchecked it will explode and just pour out onto what's around us. Holes in walls, a broken mouse, broken controller, unhinged doors. Can also be even worse, you can hurt feelings, sever ties, offend somebody, or flat out find yourself into an altercation where you or them both could pay more of a price than either of you should have in the first place. I'm not that anti-offensive because these days people look for reasons to be offended. What I mean though is when you speak out of raw anger, you're inclined to say things that will offend or hurt those you care about. That you can't take back them hearing. When we release that pressure, we'll say a lot of things. Fuck this, screw that, and screw you too. We don't mean it towards the person. Honestly, think about it. If you've ever found yourself in a situation where you said something to somebody out of anger towards something completely separate from them, and ask yourself if what you said to them was any different than something you would have said in a room by yourself. When you do that, and if you notice there's nothing or very little difference in what you said by yourself and what you said around this person or these people but since they were there they got focused then you'll know it really wasn't meant for them but you can't take back them hearing it you can't force them to feel a certain way about it you can't force them to understand where you're coming from because at that point in time, you've left it unchecked, you're saying stuff, and they have every right to take offense to something you're saying. They're not responsible for you to explain yourself. You are. That's why you check it. That's why you handle it. To avoid these things happening. There is no excuse. There is no excuse to lash out at somebody out of anger when they've done nothing wrong. I don't care. There is no excuse. I've said it before though. I'm somebody who does have a bad temper and can say some hurtful things when I'm upset and that's why I've spent most of my life working on myself to make sure I don't lash out at people who don't deserve it. I could give you any excuse in the book why I lash out at you, but none of it means anything if I do it anyway. It's a key value I believe in. If you don't care enough about somebody to even put yourself in check, then you need to reevaluate yourself and ask yourself if you really care about others at all. We don't hurt those we care about. Not if we can help it. And that's something you can help. Something like lashing out when angry is something we can help. The question is, do you care enough to try? 
Now, I wasn't intending this to be a sequel episode to Hostility, but something just tie in together. It's not all about that, though. I think difficulty with change is something that can be potentially harmful towards ourselves. When you can't adapt to change, it's like the saying goes, you're likely to get stuck. Stuck in what was and is, and it hinders your ability to find yourself in what can be. I know change can be scary, but it should also be exciting. That's something I've improved on to where I still have trouble, but I'm also more adaptable to be excited towards benefits instead of just dreading learning curves and obstacles. It is possible if you just address the issue and acknowledge it. Considering all that's going on in my world right now, change is something affecting me a lot. In the span of a week and a half, my mom is diagnosed with cancer in her throat. And my dad has a mini stroke and then a relapse a couple of days later. So we're trying to handle getting her, getting all her appointments while trying to do the same for my dad while he has nurses coming what seems like every day, multiple nurses, phone calls all through the day never knowing who's going to be telling us to go where. It's just so much at one time and such a big change because now we have people coming in so entire routines are messed up. All that on top of the worry, the stress, the heartache. I'm just so thankful I have my faith and things happening the way they are as well as my family themselves and my support system outside of them with my friends who are family to me. I'm just so thankful for all of that. And what I mean by happening the way things are, our PCP office basically imploded. Doctor left, PAs left, it was pretty much just a shell building. Even now, the new doctor's there, but things just seem like they're chaotic. Anyway, thankfully, we were able to get my mom seen and get the process rolling before all that happened. So if she hadn't gotten seen when she did, who knows if we'd even know she had it right now. Now she's seen, she's seen the radiologist. She's dealing with my oncologist, who we love and feel confident with, who's already got a plan for her and is super optimistic and hopeful. The radiologist said as long as it hasn't spread, which we should find out before this episode comes out. But I don't think it has, because besides the throat irritation, my mom is healthy. Vitals have been great. Blood's been great. She's just dealing with throat problems. So I don't think it's spread. I'm praying hard it hasn't. And if in fact it hasn't, he said it's at the state it's in now, if it hasn't spread, if there isn't no surprises, it is highly curable. So she's in the process. She'll be starting treatment soon and then it'll just be getting through that. That'll be the challenge and as long as all goes to plan, we can be on the road to recovery and getting her back to being fully healthy. In regards to my dad, he's improving a lot. 
his speech, his strength, his movement. He's doing so well considering he just had a stroke and then possibly a second stroke or an extended stroke. He's improving and doing very well. So I truly believe in a few months he'll be better than he realizes. I've just been feeling the sense of comfort amongst the chaos lately in the matter and I truly do believe it's God's comfort. If you're not of faith for whatever reason or believe something different than me, then to relate it, it's just like the universe is calming me down. It's not ignoring reality of it. I know the risks and I know the harsh truth of it too well. Some people may take the things I say as me ignoring the reality of it, but trust me, I am fully aware of what's going on, of what cancer means, of what it can mean, of what it can do. I'm just going off what I feel and what I'm noticing and seeing and using that to fuel myself to be the best person I can be for her right now. Once we get these few months out of the way, and all goes as it should, if that's what happens, then that will be a change I'll be glad to accept because we can get out of this moment of hardship and just focus on a brighter future for all of us. I just can't wait for the day where I can look at my mom and tell her you beat its ass. I already told her we're going to have matching hoodies. I'm going to get her one of my survivor hoodies off the shop once we get there. To dive in a less heavy portion though, let's talk about Sonderness a bit. I know I can't be the only one who will occasionally just observe the people around me. Specifically people I don't know or I don't think I know and ponder the fact that in their world all of my joys and my goals as well as my stresses and worries are absolutely absent from them. Everything I have going on isn't even registered in their mind. They know as much about me as I know about them. And I just find that fascinating. It's like when I'm driving or riding with somebody seeing the cars that pass you or ride beside you cars that are going in the opposite direction or sitting outside of a store or a restaurant seeing the people go inside and come out just consciously taking in the observation that they've got their own entire world they're living which most likely you'll never have any part of further than this one second of possibly being caught in their peripheral and the same goes for them in our world I find that things so captivating because one of the biggest ways we can help ourselves is being able to try and get outside our box and so we can better analyze ourselves and placing that little piece of knowledge of realizing that others have their own life way of thinking likes dislikes circumstances and everything else is completely outside of you and it will help you tremendously with being more understanding. It will help you with being more patient and considerate and of course empathetic. 
I wish I could have expanded more on these two mental elements, but with everything going on, it's just gotten so difficult right now to focus and apply time towards it. I know this episode isn't going to be as long as usual, but I still wanted to get out and get something to you guys, and I do feel it still has the substance I want to be able to give. I think more people could be a lot more understanding, a lot more considerate, and also a lot less damaged if they were willing to manifest the conscious understanding that people have their own lives, full of things we don't know about. And even if we do know about them, we don't know what's going on at any second of any day when we're not with them. It's easy to get mad when somebody can't do something for us or isn't responding to a message right away or even leaves a job, a community, whatever the case may be. Because we need help, we want to talk to them, we want to see them. The thing is, they have wants and needs too. The point is that sometimes in life, our wants and needs will suddenly or even slowly shift and we need to do what's best for us. I do support being more transparent with those we're closest with, but I also understand sometimes that's hard. Which is why understanding and patience is so important on both sides of the relationship we have with others. Nobody likes change when the toll seems heavy for us, but we need to understand that perhaps this change for those who were changing it is them finally being able to stop paying the toll that's been crushing them for a long time without sharing the burden with us. We can't read minds, we're not supposed to. What we're supposed to do though is pay attention and care enough to realize it's not all about us. It's not always some convoluted reason of excuses to make us feel as if we're owed something we're not. I... I want to thank you so very much for being here with me this week. Again, I am so sorry this episode was shorter than it was, than it normally is, and that it was delayed. I hate doing it, but I'm sure you all understand. I had a good system going where things were done weeks in advance, but then, as you know, things sort of went off course a bit, but we'll get through it. We will get through it, all of us. Next week is our second Casual Friday where it's just you, myself, and a mic. And I talk about whatever there is to talk about. With this week, this episode being a bit heavy on what's happening in my life. I don't know how long next week will be, but I suppose we'll let the week to come decide that for us. Remember, if you haven't yet, visit the link tree to follow socials, follow Facebook especially for the most up-to-date information. Feel free to check out the shop and check out the designs, see if anything sticks out to you. We got plenty of clothing items that you can put those designs on. You can do you can donate through the Cash App if you're so inclined, but of course you're not required. I appreciate every ounce of support from listening, following, sharing, shopping, donating, but most of all, most importantly, I want to thank all of you who have had my family and I in your prayers lately. It really means so much. It makes such a difference. 
and I can't express strongly enough how much we appreciate it. We truly do thank you so much for anybody out there who has been just sending us kind vibes, prayers, and well wishes. Truly, thank you guys so much. As always, I hope the rest of your day is as wonderful as you are. This is the Shatter and Breathe Podcast. I am Sean. And as always, stay safe, be thankful. And truly, God bless every single one of you.